Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey guys, this week's episode of The Read is being brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that believes therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. You can join over 500,000 people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with a licensed therapist. To sign up or learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash read. And to show your support for the podcast, use code READ to get $30 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com slash read and offer code READ, Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Let's move on. Today's episode of The Read is also brought to you by Squarespace. It's time to go ahead and make that website that you've been thinking about. No more putting it off. No more waiting for the right time. The time is now, so go ahead and get started with Squarespace. They give you all the tools to look like an expert right from the start with beautiful templates and customizable features. Creating your new beautiful website just became the most simple and intuitive process. Go ahead and start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code READ to get 10% off your first purchase. Let them know we sent you and let's start the show. An apple for serenity, a pendant for balance. Beads of jade. You can't Google it right no, away. No, you're right. You can't, I can't. I'm not doing the rest of it. Damn. I didn't catch enough of it. Too bad. <laughs> That's not fair. You know I don't know it. Okay, a pendant for balance. So it's another witch thing. I'm sorry. Can you do it again? Please? An apple for serenity. Okay. A pendant for balance. Mm-hmm. Beads of jade. For beauty. I do and I know it. And I have a feeling I did not ever see it. So. All right. Can I Google it now? Sure. Go for it. <laughs> I wish you would stop calling me out and let me just do it. <laughs> I mean. I'm like, no, bitch. You can't even wait for the quote Mulan? to be done. <laughs> is it Mulan? It is Mulan. Oh, I didn't see Mulan. Unfortunately. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Fuck it, man. I'm never going to know the fucking movie. Shout out to everybody who never knows the movie quite quotes. It's just me and you. I am Eddie Murphy. And I am Robin Givens. This is The Read. Welcome back to another episode. We're here. We're back. I'm tired. Um, But we're here. Mm-hmm. Despite Donald Trump's best efforts, we are right here. Uh, in this shit, shit place. Uh, this week in black right excellence, um, right. we've got two amazing black ladies. One of them's name is Takia Thompson. Uh, Takia Thompson is a 20-year-old college student in North Carolina who was recently arrested 
after climbing and wrapping a noose around the neck of a Confederate statue in Durham and yanking that bitch down. Mm -hmm. Uh, After the statue toppled over, a crowd of protesters basically beat the shit out of it uh, with (laughs) legs, arms, saliva, anything disrespectful. That's... Um, and so now this woman was not only arrested, but is being charged, uh, with two felonies and I think some misdemeanors. Yeah. Two felonies, two misdemeanors. I think she just got out of jail like a couple nights ago. Um, one of the misdemeanors here, says participation in a riot with property damage in excess of $1,500. A class H felony and inciting others to riot where there's property damage in excess of 1500. The sheriff's pissed. Other white racists that love (laughs) or hate freedom, they're pissed. And basically, I think it's very fascinating that uh, this woman had to be taken away in handcuffs and now has to deal with white people who love racism so much. That anyone even thinking to defile their um, giant statues of hatred could be thrown in in jail or prison or or whatever the fuck now. Yeah. Yeah. Giant statues that are representative of the war that you lost, like the battle y'all fought and lost. Like the Confederacy did not win the war that they waged against the United States of America. And yet y'all are so deeply devoted to these statues. That this young woman is facing felony charges for bringing them down. Trash. So, shout out to her, for real. We stand with you, sister. You're awesome. You all have these photographs. will follow you yes, until the long after your generation. Absolutely. Um, thank you for your bravery and for being a badass and for taking initiative because you knew that these white people won't do it. And we're sick and tired of it. And so, when you have that fucking barbecue potato chip in office sitting up in front of podiums <laughs> talking about now. I will not stand for this slander against barbecue potato chips well not honey barbecue just like <laughs> just can we say the no. trash kind salt he can't we can't say salt and vinegar because the nasty but he doesn't look like he them. does not look like them damn his kids do <laughs> his kid Javanka they cheese do. it <laughs> It's too bad because these are delicious. Cheez-Its are also good. It, like, orange snacks usually <laughs> With their fakeness, are tasty. though. That's the thing. Yeah. They're fake. I can't think of anything. awful for you. I like tasty. baby carrots. Can't do that. I said circus peanut once, but somebody was like, no, I love circus peanuts. You the only one. But you're right. Nobody else likes baked marshmallow snacks, sis. I think it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty. They're like really bad. They are revolting. They suck. Nobody. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you like them. That's you fine. want ashy hard marshmallows. They Here's are your treat. so awful. <laughs> Ew. <sighs> so anyway, when he says her. dumb shit like um, George Washington owned slaves, <laughs> my nigga. When I, I was literally, I watched that and said this is real like this is not a skit that shit felt like something i would have expected to hear from like a sixth grader during a mock debate right (laughs) i would who didn't know anything and i would have like if it were if donald trump was an 11 year old child and none of this was actually happening Mm -hmm. i would have been like "Mm, 
Not a good one, but you're thinking about things. <laughs> you're thinking about things. Great. You but, didn't think far enough because, of course, we would like to get rid of all the monuments to George Washington also. Like, right? what, You kind of play it yourself. <laughs> like, duh, ho. That's not nothing new. Like, we've been talking about yanking those shits down and have been yanking those things what? Right. Anyway, whatever. So, thank you to her. With that. So, yeah. Also to uh, Joy Harris, who uh, sadly passed away filming Deadpool 2. Joy Harris is uh, a stunt driver for the film and also the first licensed African-American woman in the U.S. history to actively compete in sanctioned motorcycle road racing events. She called herself the first African-American female road racer. And so, bikes and things of that nature are absolutely her thing. All of her photos make her look like the badass that she absolutely is. Mm-hmm. I believe that she may have been um, playing like a, a stunt woman or a stunt double for Zazie Beats, who's um, playing the role of Domino in the Deadpool sequel. Oh, man. Uh, I hope I said her name right. But, uh, yeah. Tragic accident. Very sad. Ryan Reynolds and the cast and crew all had a moment of silence and prayer for her at uh, right before they started filming again. So, yes, it is really sad, especially since I read here that this was her first film as a stunt performer. Oh, man. So, must have been so excited. But at the same time, it's really stu- still super dope to see this beautiful brown woman riding bikes, being awesome, filming for a movie I'm actually super excited to see and hopefully not sit next to a toddler in the theater again this time. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> specific do you remember when i had to do that read about like going to r-rated movies and people bringing their kids with them it was deadpool okay i was sitting next to three children the whole movie that is one of the most like vulgar films that you could ever watch anyway so shout out to her and her legacy and yes rest in peace to her um so moving right on along to thanks sis for your good work this uh hey y'all this podcast is brought to you by squarespace finding a work-life balance can be tough okay if anybody knows i know but squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate if you don't know squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online you can use squarespace to create a website engage with your audience and sell anything from products to your time all in one place With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Bullshit this week for Hot Tops. It's been a lot. Where to begin? Um, These celebrities have been cutting up. I'm going to do like an emotional Oreo for me. So I've got like three <laughs> trash stories. And then in the middle will be something that excites me. And then we'll end with like another More garbage. three horrible ones. Damn. God damn. So. This is not. <laughs> So well, the first one's actually good news. It's not a bad thing. I just don't give a shit. Oh, okay. Um, uh, since Santana decided to let Joe Budden oh. impregnate her, oh god, she agreed. She's excited. Um, it's a thing that is happening. Joe Budden and Sin Santana of Love and Hip Hop, um, fighting with Erica Men of Fame, mm-hmm. are expecting their first child together. They are not married. Um, and I'm surprised. <laughs> Who thought they were? Because <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> I said their first child together. I'm trying to make it sound happy because it's good news. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad news. You know. I mean, it's a new soul, a new life. That is something to celebrate. Absolutely. And since Santana is really pretty and seems like a nice girl, um, they're very excited about it. Joe Budden wrote a, uh, a poem. Uh, I don't even, I can't, I couldn't call it a poem. No. <laughs> a poem. A poem. Um, I'm sure it's trash. It was, you know, heartfelt. He's excited. They're happy. Uh, so that's the thing that's happening with the two of them. She took some very lovely uh, maternity photos. They were actually really pretty for real. Yeah, especially the ones without her baby daddy in them. Oh, those are the only ones I saw. I didn't see any of the pictures of them together. There's a couple with him in it. Um, Why? I mean, I get it, but no. I'm never... It's going to be very difficult for me to say nothing but good things about a Joe Button story. So I'm happy for Just think about Sin Santana. Right. I'm very happy for Sin Santana, who seems to be sweet, if not a little, you know... Maybe all the lights ain't on upstairs, but that's How old is she? She seems like a nice enough girl, so congratulations to her. I know she's really happy to be pregnant. Her baby daddy, I don't know. 1992, apparently, oh, or allegedly. God bless. So she's 24 years old. How is Joe Budden? How he's old? over 30. Yeah, no. I don't know he's how far over 30. Probably like but. 38, but um, anyway. Ugh. You know, know I just... Daddy's garbage, but congratulations <laughs> to you. <laughs> congratulations to you, though. Hopefully, you know, this baby is is beautiful and healthy and doesn't have to deal with his parents being all over the shade room for foolishness. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, right. He's going to be first. all over the shade room. He's going to be all over Love & Hip Hop. That child is going to be on VH1. Do not put that baby on reality Are you TV. fucking kidding? That is her storyline. What? I don't think she's on that show anymore. She will be. All right. Moving right along. Congratulations <laughs> to y'all. Um, you know, at the very least, I know that baby's going to be eating good uptown. Like, I know. Like, there will be no shortage of love and amazing food uptown for that baby. That is true. So, mama's side of things has got it down. Yeah, no. Packed. I have to be clear, I'm not hating on this child or his mother. And Joe Bunnan's mama actually seems like she has, like, her... Like, at at the very least, I expect that this baby to have two praying grandmas. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's more than I can say for, uh, you know, dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, very well-meaning women raise shit sons all the time. Every day. <laughs> it's not all. It's not your fault all the time. You know what I mean? You can only do what right. you can it's do. It's not even necessarily on you. So, <laughs> shit happens. All you can do is bring your tools and resources to right. the table. All you can do is be the best meemaw you can be at this point. Period. So, I'm happy for Sin Santana. And I wish that child the best of the luck, given the circumstances. Absolutely. There's a lot going on there already. Peter uh, Thomas, speaking of reality television, has apparently gotten his wish and a peach to go with it. Um, oh, you can't be serious. Bravo has you allegedly greenlit a, a Peter Thomas show uh, based around his sports bar in Charlotte, oh. North Carolina. Bar... Sports one? Bar sports? Bar one. Bar one? Bar, 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 I, bar I'm pretty sure it's bar one. Don't do bar none. <laughs> Don't say bar there was No, there was two though, right? There is bar one and then there was another one called something else. Peter Whatever. Bars. He has a bar. I don't bars is probably a lot now. Oh yeah, no, I accidentally I typed bards and it gave me a bunch of <laughs> Shakespeare's <laughs> So um, I don't know. Maybe this would be like the nigger version of Vanderpump Rules. I don't know what to expect from this. There's a sports this. one in Charlotte. I said that. Yeah, and a bar one in Atlanta. Right. So sports one okay. is this. All right. It, it only has three stars on Google, so I feel like it's not that great. Uh, well, apparently there's already a bunch of drama over there. Hmm. Well, I am not. Surprised. I mean, maybe for a show. I don't know. But will I be watching a Peter Thomas show? No. no. If it was about him, um, you know, maybe hooking up with Neve to go on a long story about how he's really related to Uncle Ben, tracking down that ancestry, okay, no. knocking on doors. PBS already has this show where they take famous people and do the genetic testing and tell them who they can with from way back in the day. So we don't even need it. For Vaguely that. familiar, it sounds. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but I do remember them having a bunch of really famous people on for the f- first couple of seasons. I won't be watching nothing to do with Peter Thomas. I don't though. care. Proud of her for getting her peach, but I won't Absolutely. be tuning in to look at that on Bravo or any other network. I don't care. Peter Thomas, what? Like, Get the fuck on. Now, okay, again, if they go to the Vanderpump Rules, because Vanderpump Rules is like not about Lisa Vanderpump at all. Nobody right. cares about her being on that show. It's about the trash employees that she <laughs> yeah. hires and them all fucking each other and then yeah. hating each other because of it. That's yes. the meat of that. It's about the garbage white great. people on that show, right. So if they do a show where Peter is in it for like 
an eighth of its run and it's really just about a whole bunch of young black folk you know they gotta have like one latina in there for good measure (laughs) and they're all just messy and hate each other and fucking and fighting now that might be interesting I might watch that cause that kinda sounds like College Hill except in a restaurant instead of on campus boom speaking of which and I used to love College Hill (laughs) thank you so much Mona Scott for that Ray Zell storyline. <laughs> did you watch the last episode of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood? So the a huge yes. part of the reason I I was even uh willing to pay attention to this season is because I saw in that super trailer that there were two gays who were going at Oh it. yes. Now I One did of them get a good cackle out of that. Is Ray Cunningham from College Hill? Oh, he's from College Hill. Yes. Oh shit! No wonder he's like so good. Like way, at way, this. way back in the day. Down, absolutely. <laughs> and then the other one is Zell, who's been on like uh, every episode so far. I think. Right. And they don't like each other for whatever reason. I Zell think that is just the thin one, or Zell is the is the the zaftic one. Don't do this. Which one of them is thin with the face and doesn't talk so well, and which one of them is chubbier and a lot smarter? Don't do this. So Zella's the darker one. That doesn't help. They're like one is definitely like okay, but the one, other is one is brown. Definitely thinner than the other. So Zella's which, thinner. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. Oh my God. <laughs> so uh, why? <laughs> I just love it. I love. I just know the like, chubby one is my favorite from the previews and everything. The way he argues. That's him. the one from college. I, I can tell. That's right. I because he was getting Zell to fuck together. I just love both of them. Like, they are perfectly shady rivals. Mm-hmm. They are both great at being shady. What took me out was the fact that Zell laid down on top of that table. That was so stupid. Talking about because I'm sleepy and you're He's tired. Like, oh, it's getting real sleepy in here. <laughs> like, not just lean over, full body stretched out on this on table, top of her lip gloss, on top of the products, and then had the nerve going down to say, "Ooh, honey, this cheap tablecloth." <laughs> this is the gay storyline I deserve. I would watch just that. Yeah. I would watch a whole show about them hating each other, and then hopefully, like at the end of season one they figure out that they're actually better as like a duo and then they get together on Love and Hip Hop and they shade, shade everyone everybody together. else. <sighs> Let me tell I kind of like them arguing though. They're fun. Like watching them hate each other. When he was walking out, he's a hood rat. He's ghetto. He's a fucking fraud. He steals clothes and Keisha Cole's name. <laughs> like they're both they had me cracking up. I don't care about Brooke Valentine and that make believe ass shit that, that she got song going she on. She did with Boogie. <laughs> Nigga, who cares? Like, and that's not even his name. <laughs> First of all, the nigga's name is Daniel. I refuse to call him Booby. Like, Boogie, what? not Boogie. My bad. Boogie, I would do. I could Boogie. do Boogie. See, I think Boogie? my mind went to Boogie because I've heard that name a million times. Booby is for titties. I'm not doing that. I'm not calling no grown nigga that. I like. Never. Mm-mm. Maybe if that motherfucker was like two. There's no amount of money y'all can give me to make me feel like I'm going to give a shit about a song between Brooke Daniels, Brooke Valentine. Who's Brooke Daniels? I don't know. Nobody. I don't give a shit about Brooke Valentine 
and that nigga Booby doing a song together. I don't. I care about these two gays going back and forth talking about, well, where is the playground? Because all the children are here. That was just... That's what I need on TV. I don't so give a great. fuck about the rest. Thank I you, Mona. Don't nobody care about niggas fake dating and one is in the closet and all that. Give us niggas arguing. Absolutely. I don't give a fuck about it. none of the other shit. Oh, I love trading, but he's not really trading. <laughs> what do I do? And I'm going to have a confrontation with his baby mama. No. No more of that. Fuck that. Nobody cares about the love and love and hip hop. We no. care about the shade and the mess and the fighting. And you know that. That's why you got Miss Nikki, baby. She's like the Kim Kardashian of the franchise. She wishes. Just no, she is because she just shows up every now and then, and like fake instigates storylines and then goes away. I'm so tired of her. No, she she really has the exact same mold as the Kardashians. All of them. I'm so tired of them pretending to sell things. That's why it was so funny that he laid down on that table to me because it was like <laughs> it was like nobody could this isn't even real. This like we're only thing. here so that we can fight. So let's just start. And, he just and it made everything look so much cheaper too. Like it already looked bad, but then he laid down on top of it and I was like, damn, that is a cheap ass tablecloth. Absolutely. Like, damn, it, that is some cheap ass little black boxes you bought off of. <laughs> you can still see the creases in it from taking it out of the pack. Yes! And unfolding it? <laughs> Horrible. God damn, that was bad. You could tell production just went down the street to like the dollar store. Absolutely. And bought that shit real quick. Through and through. Nobody cared. Yeah, so more shade between the gays, please, Mona. Less of the other shit. <sighs> All right, so. Oh, yeah, where were we? Chris Brown has uh, that movie coming out. Uh, Chris Brown. Here okay. and now, Something. whatever yeah. life, life is me. It's like a documentary, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, so somebody released a clip of it. It looks like they're watching it on an Android phone in in a sweater. I don't know where this is, but whatever. They posted a clip of uh Chris Brown from the the film where he's discussing uh the Rihanna abuse incident from 2009 mm, again god bless it and uh basically he recapped the whole thing and said that uh he lied to her about someone who worked for him that he slept with i guess she asked him about it initially he said no then he decided a year and a half later or into it that he wanted to marry her and so i just had to be honest with her and then he told her and trust from there here is the thing and i've said this okay when you you might as well just tell the fucking truth straight up. Mm-hmm. When you break someone's trust, especially a woman, it's it's all downhill because right. everything you do from then, I got a second guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm going to make your life hell or I'm just going to leave. So right. like, uh, uh, mm. once I know you've lied and especially about something that major, it's like, why would I ever really trust you again? I'm going to have to think twice about Every single thing. Every time you you say you're going somewhere, I gotta right. wonder if you actually going where you say you're going. Every time you say no, I don't even really know that bitch. I gotta think. Do you you know what I mean? Yeah, you really went to high school with that bitch, and you fucked her in the stairwell. Like, okay, so, nigga, we get it. You and know, he, and he's Chris Brown on top of that. So you should probably just naturally, automatically have a distrust of whatever he says. Um, you should probably just assume he's full of shit. He said that, you know, 
they were just basically in an, in, a, in an abusive relationship. He was hitting her. She was hitting him. She would have to put makeup on her face. He would have to make up lies about why he had scratches on his face. Okay. And blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, that ever I don't want to do this. What's going on? I felt like a monster. Whatever. It was just like... Uh, was she scratching you because you were beating her ass, nigga? Because that's not the same. No, honestly, I believe that Rihanna probably popped him the first time. Out of like, nowhere? Yeah, I believe it. I believed it. I thought that then. The thing is, there's still no... I don't feel any differently about what happened just because he's saying this. Everything that he said, I felt like that's what happened anyway. And even if she popped you in the mouth, if you felt like you know, what is going on? I'm, I don't want to do this and all that other type of stuff. Then you could have left. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, mm. I don't, I don't see it. And even if she smacked you or, or, or punched you in your temple, nigga, or whatever, like you beat her ass. Yeah. It sounds you beat me, her ass. Sounds, I just don't feel different. It's kind of like a nigga knows he got caught doing something wrong. So he tries to make it sound like both sides are equally at fault. Like, oh, well, yeah, I did something wrong, but she was hitting on me, too. And I would go places and had to get makeup put on my scratches and stuff. And so you like like he wasn't the only bad guy in the situation. I just been across too many niggas who try to do that, who try to downplay they shit by trying to make it seem like the woman was just as much at fault. I don't even know if that's what he's trying to say or not. I truly don't care. I just feel like he, I watched it and I saw so many people, fans of his especially, talking about how, like, how can you be mad at him? And, you know, you got to feel differently about it now and all this other stuff. And I, I was mean, just like, I don't feel. Not really. I don't at Karuchi all. Karuchi filed a restraining order against him, too. It's not like he turned exactly. around and started being an, an angel. Chris Brown has continuously fucked up since the Rihanna incident, however many years ago that was. If that was the one time we had ever heard of some bullshit from Chris Brown, fine. I could agree that, you know, he's gone through therapy or whatever else and grown the fuck up. But no. When has Chris Brown stopped fucking up for like more than six weeks at a time? When? I don't know. Exactly. I'm just saying. It I doesn't don't, exist. I don't care about this movie or whatever like this is i'm not interested in this okay. whole thing i don't feel any differently about the whole situation from what he said i'm glad that he had a space where he felt comfortable to talk about it as candidly as he thinks he did or whatever mm-hmm. but whether she smacked you in your face because you lied and cheated on her or not we saw what you did to we her. We saw it. And I just don't... I'm not going to sit up here and be like, damn, Rihanna, you punched that nigga in his nose. <laughs> like, I don't think a woman... I don't think anybody should put their hands on anybody in a mm-hmm. relationship at all. And I have tried to say to lots of women before, like, don't think that you're going to go around just swinging on niggas all of the time and one of these loose... These niggas ain't going to be a loose cannon and swing back. It's just best that everybody keep their hands to their side and use their words. But at the very same time, I'm not going to be like, oh, Rihanna, that nigga was a liar and a cheater and shoved you around and continuously beat your ass. But you... You scratched at him once, girl. You scratched his nostril. I mean, like... I don't don't know what I'm supposed to 
take away from this. Right. When did he ever have injuries so bad that he had to cancel major appearances and like go hide in his house or anything like that? I don't know the whole story. I don't know the truth. I just know how niggas are and how niggas like to lie to make it seem like what they did wasn't that bad. And so when I heard that explanation, that's exactly what it sounded like to me. A nigga trying to make it seem like his fuck up wasn't as awful as everybody thought it was. It seems more to me that he it like he truly looks like he's haunted by that. Okay, well you know what you could do? Stop harassing women. <laughs> you could just do that. <laughs> and I feel like that would go a lot further towards getting people to let go of the whole oh wow, Chris Brown ain't never gonna grow up thing. Like you could just stop harassing girls and following them. We saw you posted up outside the club waiting on Karuchi, looking like you was begging for some Scooby snacks and shit. Like you could just leave bitches alone. You could do that. And maybe that would help your cause. Well, next on the list here. Um, is this the good thing in the middle of the sandwich? Trina. It is. I don't even. Yes. Yes. This was right after. We, was it after we got out the studio? This was, was literally as soon as I walked in. As soon as we got home. Because I didn't really. When I was like in the lift going home, I saw some. Some people linked me to what was going on on Twitter between her and this other person. Um, so I was like, all right, Trina is going off on somebody who tried her. Cool. When I got home, as soon as I walked in and I sat down, I saw that she went live. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me just see what the hell she's talking about. And she is standing out on a balcony with the Miami skyline behind her and a Balmain shirt on and her jewelry and her hair is perfect. And she starts snapping only the way I know somebody from Miami would snap. <laughs> and so apparently what happened is this. Some random stud from Miami named Kim Kim B uh, hopped on. Stud. She's literally just oh, a random is. stud. No, I like nobody knows who she is. No one. Um, she got on Twitter and said... Like, attention, Trina's not the only female rapper from Miami and put a whole bunch of shady emojis or some dumb shit like that. Uh, okay, bitch, so? Now, the thing is that these two know each other personally. I guess she used to be friends with Trina or something. I don't know. But they certainly ain't friends no more. Um, Trina responded uh, and said, I am Miami. Ho, you a fan? Y'all bums are weak as fuck. All of that talking. It was just a whole bunch of random... It was a lot. Uh, ...ness. On Twitter. From there, the studs fam decided that she wanted to jump into the mix <laughs> and talking about all the people that Trina fucked from Miami and talking about how she's 40 this and blah, 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 and all this other shit. So I think that that was the the rant seemed to be more directed to the girlfriends than the actual stud who started it because she had way more shit to pop. Okay. Um, I'm just, you know. <sighs> I feel so blessed to to say that, you know, I I come from that environment and that person really helped to mold me into the person I am today and, you know, the type of reading that I do when people deserve it. Um, I think that she's magic. I think Matrina is, you know, um, an inspiration and an icon mm-hmm. in beauty and um, self-esteem, self-perseverance. Um, self-love mm-hmm. uh self-respect all valid um everything was a quotable uh from like the blunt from the fact that 
You could literally see how high up she was and that she doesn't breathe the same air as the rest of you po' bitches. Um, I really, truly appreciated when she said that she curves niggas. She doesn't need a nigga for shit because she's her and she makes her own bags. Um, There was just truly so much to walk away from. I am the TV. Yeah. I am Miami. She said it and it's true. The problem is that Mona is in Miami now with her shenanigans and so that has led a lot of thirsty um broke people to trying to do whatever i guess they can to get on that spot so i'm assuming she feels some kind of way because she's not on the show um i probably i'm gonna let y'all know now i won't be watching love hip-hop miami so if you um send me a tweet or dm or anything related to love and hip-hop miami and then you find yourself blocked you know why (laughs) i don't i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna be involved i don't want to have anything to do with it but i think trina's gonna look good on the show i don't think she's i have faith in her i believe in trina i know my girl you know what i'm saying that's fine either way i'm not interested especially if what they're saying about the cast is true it's gonna be half love and hip-hop atlanta anyway because mm. i heard little scrappy gonna be on there erica dixon's supposed Why? to be on there mimi foston some new lesbian supposed to mimi. be on there um and one of them girls from the bad girls club i don't care about what it is that they're doing in miami okay so yeah i will always love trina i'll always have respect for trina and i expect that she will do nothing but be awesome and beautiful and prove to these hoes why they could simply never but I right, no, won't be watching won't be my city that. go out like that. I'm just not going to do it. Um, yeah, I can't say I blame you. Either way, now's the time for you bitches to recognize that you can never, ever in a day, a day in your life come for Katrina Laverne Taylor. And bitch, nobody, y'all absolutely did not want no problems with Trina. Like you didn't. Like you, you did it. You knew that you didn't. You got mad because she saw the bullshit that she said and she called you the fuck out and you was in your motherfucking feelings about that shit. Your girlfriend wants Trina like you want Trina. Both of y'all bitches wish that you could be Trina. When I saw the, the, the girlfriend's Instagram page and the way that she looks, I said, oh, jealousy is clear. It makes, it all makes sense yeah. for you to not like Trina. Trina weave look like it actually grew out of her head yours looks like you found it (laughs) I mean facts are facts like it looks like you were waiting for the 52 bus and sitting right there at the stop was someone's wig you know maybe Alfred Woodard from Holiday Heart All right, who knows but you found it and you put it on anyway that's that's your lane that's what you do Mm -hmm. and you should stick to that don't talk about everybody else she got on 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 Android on live or or Androids can go live I don't know whatever Facebook live for Android I don't know what that was But all of the fucking emojis were cockeyed, so I knew it wasn't an iPhone Instagram thing. You know how they be like, like That's the Facebook's ugly ass emojis. Yeah, like all of those things were looking left and right. So I was like, okay, no. But she hopped on there after they got roasted on Instagram Live by the Queen and decided she wanted to be. I don't even know. I've never met Trina, and I always looked up to Jackie O. Bitch, what are you even? Talking? Jackie O don't even rap no more. Right. Jackie O sitting somewhere right now with some scrubs on and a stethoscope around her fucking neck and some reasonable foundation, not thinking about rap music. Mm. Nobody cares when you think about rap and Miami. Trina's on the list. You aren't. So right. sell your your. Your homemade wigs that you create on the cap of your knee. That bullshit. And leave Trina alone. You just be... All you can do is be mad. Right there on your knee with the glue in the tracks, making them wigs. 
and sell them on Instagram, girl, but nobody cares. I bet you that was their effort to get on Love and Hip Hop. Absolutely. And yeah. it's not going to... Mona, if you put these people on your... I mean, I'm not going to watch it anyway. Right, you wasn't going to watch it no way. But if you put these people on your show, you a sucker. Don't do that. They're not interesting. They're thirsty. You know, grind. Do your hard work. Stop trying to, you know, come off, off the, you know, the backs of legends, off the back of people who've been putting in work for close to two decades. That's why you really mad. That's what you're upset about. That's what you girls are pissed about and all you can do is stay mad september 8th 2017 trina the one album in stores yes it is um moving right along trina didn't need nobody's help with that at all the thing is she does not bother anybody there have been people who deserved to get dragged by trina and she doesn't say anything chloe kardashian kaya that's true the list goes on she keeps it classy. You might get a little bit of shade, but she doesn't just snap on people. So she snapped on that bitch because she should have, that girl should have known better. <laughs> yeah. You should have known better. Your girlfriend should have known better. And I wholeheartedly believe that, yes, mm-hmm. they were parked outside in the streets waiting for somebody to pull up that never did. I wholeheartedly believe that that bitch does have an ugly, dusty wig store across from Tootsie's <laughs> and she can get snatched up out of there. Leave them alone. Yeah, Leave them alone. Really get back to SoundCloud and do your work. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. A lot of us out here on SoundCloud, girl. Stick to what you know. Um, <sighs> How bad is it, friend? It's, it's pretty awful. Okay. <laughs> Just try your best. Uh, so Irv Gotti may be a, a name that you haven't heard in a while or ever, but um, he had some feelings that he needed to to get off of his chest via Instagram. I'm going to read the whole thing. I am sorry. Must I you? apologize in advance. <laughs> no, because. There, I, you cannot miss any of it. Like it's, it's imperative to what's about to happen. That word for word. Okay. Irv Gotti, Murder Inc. This is what he said. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's talk about it. Which, like, let's not <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Who asked for your commentary? What? This is what they hate right now. With a passion. Bruce Jenner and Kris Jenner's daughter. Really? Arguably the hottest chick on the planet. Now you could stop right there since that is evidence enough that this will be filled with lies. Mm -hmm. Um, Dated Tyga, now dating Travis Scott. Two rap niggas. I think when Trump says, let's make America great again, I think he is saying, let's get our women back. Because the hip-hop culture has fucked up the whole shit. (laughs) Fuck it. I'm going to say it. (laughs) Now, I have issue with the fuck it. I'm going to say it. Because... It's like you're it's like you're implying that that we've all been thinking this, but you are the one with the balls to actually no come out and say brave it. Enough. No one else was brave enough to Only come forward you. and say this dumb shit. It was you. No, sweetheart. This is just going on in your no, head. Nigga, you're just dumb. Nobody else feels it's this all way. All you, bro, actually, but feel free. The Kardashian clan and the two and the two Jenner daughters has fucked up the whole world. <laughs> 
I'm not even going to get in all of the terrible punctuation. You can go back and find <gasps> this for yourself, it's but it's really bad. bad. I'm going to let you know it's awful. What you think all the little white girls are thinking right this second. Kylie, Kim, Chloe are arguably the biggest figures in the U.S. My God. That is, a, you're damn right, arguably. What? <laughs> fiery arguments what they have built is like super amazing to me i applaud chris jenner for what she has done and created but let's talk honest here we go again they are changing the minds of young white girls across america across the world kylie being the epitome of 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 fillers what of surgery of eyebrow stencils Oh, my God. Of the internalization of white mediocrity. She has transformed herself into the hottest chick in the game. And she fucks with rappers. What you think a little white girl is thinking that's 15 years old that idolizes Kylie. She wants to get a face and body like Kylie to attract a nigga. This is what is driving those old racist men. This, mind you, this is right after. This is like in response to To Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Yeah. What a dumbass. Um, believe that. All those racist faces you've been seeing, I bet they have had someone affected by our culture and they hate it and don't understand it. Maybe one of their women fucked a nigga. When I see them pushing those cops, I'm like, this is hilarious. One, because if they was black, the cops would have whipped them and arrested them. Mm-hmm. But that's another story. Should be the story, That should nigger. be the one you're you talking, talking about. about? You're, okay, what? that's fine. So what the hell is the rest of this about? But they was fighting and pushing the inevitable. You're going to lose, idiots. The world has already changed. Idiots, accept it and keep it moving. The young generation is a part of this thing called hip-hop. And you know what it's... You know what? It's a beautiful thing. We all together. Nothing you can do about it. And please, anyone. And please, anyone? This isn't a message bashing... <laughs> This isn't a message bashing the Kardashians or Kylie and Kendall. No shit! (laughs) They are dope to me. I've heard nothing but the highest praises for them. They are a part of this thing called the hip-hop culture. Why does he keep saying this thing called? I don't understand. So I love them and their success, T-H-E-R-E. Kris Jenner is a fucking genius to me. I'm just stating what racist old white men are mad about. It's crystal clear. Hashtag happy Sunday. My views on America, the future is bright. Okay. Wow. Got through that. (laughs) I was about to ask, what the fuck is the point of this? What was the... What was the intended goal here? Literally what I asked myself after the first time reading it. (laughs) I'm just so confused by this. So let's recap. Okay. Um, Irv Gotti is saying that... Basically, the racism um, that took place, the hatred that took place in Charlottesville over the weekend, Mm -hmm. um, you know, along with pretty much all of the racism going on in this country. I mean, it's everywhere. Is fueled by uh, white men despising that the Kardashians are transforming their white children into fake negresses um, in an effort to fuck men, black men specifically. Um, when Donald Trump says make America great again, what he is truly saying is um, let's get our women back from niggas. From the niggers? Um, 
What? And we've got to do something about these Kardashians and their implants. Uh, they're nothing but nigger lovers, and they want for our kids to be nigger lovers. Oh, God. Uh, let me see if I missed anything, but... Um, no, I think that's a pretty decent... Story. Racism is actually not the white man versus uh, the black man, but truly the white man versus this thing called hip-hop. Okay. Because okay. it's a beautiful thing. Mm. All right. Well, I knew Irv Gotti was going to be full of shit. First of all, when he used Caitlyn's dead name, I was like, mm, this is going downhill. This right. This is automatically going to be garbage. And then it turns into this explanation of like, you really think white boys went down to Lowe's and raided them niggas for all they tiki torches and showed up in their polos and khakis because of whoever the Kardashians are letting into their pussies? Is that really what you think? First of all, all you have to do is actually Google Charlottesville and you will find the reason for the whole fucking story. It's actually all laid out right there across several reputable news sources. There's no reason to think that white people are rising up and rioting because the Kardashians enjoy black dick. What? Well, Irv Gotti is just the only one willing to say it. <laughs> the media has been lying to us. White people have been lying to us. The president has been lying to us. We've just been too afraid to say it. The problem is really the Jenners oh and the Kardashians. God, I cannot. But at the same time, I don't want y'all to think I hate the Jenners or the Kardashians because I think Chris Jenner is a genius. And much respect to Kim. But at the same time, this is why white men are mad. Like, no, it isn't. White men are mad for a totally different reason that has nothing to do with them hoes and Calabasas. Nigga, what? Synthetic drugs are very dangerous. They are. And K2 I urge kills. you to stay far away from them. Um, I'm tired of men talking without knowing what the fuck they're talking about. None of this makes sense. It does not. Like, <laughs> I'm sure there are somewhere in America white men who are mad because which one of them has mixed kids? Kim. Mad because Kim has two biracial children. But that is not why white people are springing up in these like blatantly violent demonstrations these Most days. Most of those white people probably don't even realize the Kardashians are white. They be the ones saying, they're not white, they're Armenian. Yeah. Like so the main like, ones trying to find this, something to distinguish them from the Kardashians in the first place. So meaning, it's just like Meanwhile, Kylie and Kendall are full blown just like you, you can't even use that with the, they are like, not Armenian at all they're <laughs> full white and when he said the baddest chick in the world he was talking about Kylie Kylie Jenner of all fucking people which is disgusting to me <laughs> that a grown man would even have that thought about her like really I'm so tired. you thinking of the baddest chick in the world and that plain ass white girl with all the surgery over in California is the first thing you thought of are you fucking kidding me right now? And then tried to say that this was the reason that white people were showing up with torches and Uzis to a fucking public park. Oh, my God. I swear I'm so sick of niggas. Please shut up. Log off with your dumb ass. When you started talking about police brutality, you should have kept it right there because it's something you know about. Instead of all this speculating <sighs> on the Kardashians and their impact on the culture and talking about they're very important in hip hop. So I love them so How? much. And white men feel like How? they're losing. No. This is not it, nigga. Shut up. I'm sure there are plenty of white men who are disgusted by how many white women fetishize us. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And frankly, shout out to the last episode of Insecure. I'm sick of how many white people, men and women, fetishize us. Nah, I got a good cackle out of that. That's what you deserve. Why are you fucking randoms from the grocery store? Bitch, first of all, you you duck ass nigga. <laughs> you really took 40 some odd dollars from these two white hoes at the fucking grocery store, nigga. And that was it? Your dick really? $46. Really? Your whole ass dick. That's y'all's king? Long time? <laughs> They had to fall back after this last episode. Like, now nah, I don't know what my man's is doing. Now they're like, oh, Daniel's that nigga. Oh, wait, no, no, now stick to Daniel. one. Now it's the friend. What's the friend's name? Lawrence is for Chad. Yeah. Chad Hive and all this. Anybody but Lawrence, because Lawrence is fucking up mm, too much. Yeah. Yeah, all right, niggas. Y'all you see now that Lawrence does not know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't. Lawrence cut his hair and started wearing button downs and started getting pussy attention. <laughs> and now he's taking full advantage of that shit because he's single. He does not know what the fuck he's doing. No, he doesn't. At all. He's hurt. Pulling up to the old house like bitch is supposed to be sitting there waiting for you. No. Nope. Not at all. He says out of kissing grind, nigga. It's that old saying about niggas don't heal, they hoe. That's true. Niggas hold their way through their feelings and they don't actually process them and that's what Lawrence is doing right now. That's what Issa's trying to do. It's not totally successful. But anyway, this is not about She's Lawrence and Issa. Lawrence and Issa are way more interesting than Irv Gotti's dumbass <laughs> going on and on about the fucking Kardashians and the Jenner bitches. Like, who cares? Like, this is what you decided to talk about? A thesis. Like, a whole long ass statement. Poorly written. <laughs> Grammar just all over the place. Grammar be damned. This Instagram essay. Of all of the things that you could really nail them with. Like right. all of the things you could really right. be like, ooh, them trash ass girls. They do this and this they sit with blah, 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 blah. You chose some random ass shit that you must have dreamt about and woke up still drunk and was like, I'm gonna die. We'll put this on the internet. <laughs> All them white men. He saw it on the news like them white men just mad cause Kim Kardashian with Kanye. <laughs> like where have you been? White people bought Kanye ages ago. You them did not know that? White people are mad at Ivanka for marrying a Jewish man. You don't know shit about that though, because that would require knowing just a little bit about politics. <sighs> Alright, speaking of Kardashians, Kim Kardashian, um, I can't. I just I can't even do it. Like, do you want to discuss her out during the read? No, because I don't even feel as strongly about this. Here's the thing. All right. Well. <laughs> this really has been a challenging day for you. I'm just. I feel like Zell. Oh, this is just so sleepy. <laughs> because you're sleepy and I'm tired. Now that was a shit line, actually. What does that even mean? You're I don't know, but it made tired? me laugh. Nigga, what? Um. All right, Kim Kardashian was under fire uh, for defending makeup person Jeffrey Star. Um. Who I guess she is best friends with now or something. I don't know. Jeffree Star uh, used to be... Now, here's the, here's the thing. I'm actually quite familiar with Jeffree Star. The first time I ever heard about Jeffree Star is because he did a song with Nicki Minaj. Um, oh, my God. I don't know how many eons and eons and eons ago, but I'm sure you can still find it. Uh, but he went from doing something like weird, grungy pop rock warp tour foolishness to now being like a makeup 
YouTuber. Right. Um, I think he's been doing, I guess, not too bad with the makeup shit. Um, so much so that he, you know, is now linked up with Kim Kardashian and at her makeup launch and whatever the fuck else it is that they do. Palettes. Cheap I don't shit. know. Whatever. Um, the thing is, Jeffree Star is like a documented racist. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. Many people had a problem with Kim Kardashian, the mother of two black kids, um, <laughs> hanging out and doing kissy face selfies with this guy. So um, they let her have it or let her know at the very least. She felt uh, comfortable enough to get on Snapchat or Instagram or wherever she does her things. And... <laughs> Basically said that they need to get off of his ass. She said that. I'm not just like... Yeah, no, she said that. Um, Because he has apologized for his past. And, you know, we should give him a chance to show that he can be a different person. And she hates it when people bring up her past. Uh, Quick reminder, her past would be the time that she gave Ray J some pussy on camera. Not... Jeffree Star, who would literally walk down the street and start calling black women niggas. Right, talking about, will you beat up that nigger for me? And calling women cunts and all kinds of, like, just a random nigger, people on the street. ugly ass bitch. Just random. Yeah, just, no, just awful racism. Whoever. Yeah, no. Um, But she still felt strongly enough <laughs> that she could, she felt to, to like she could defend this, like, in a series of yeah, clips. she meant it. Throughout that day. Um... Especially since Jeffrey taught her how to swatch properly. I don't know what that means. That went, that's when you take your palette and you put the different shades. I knew it. Ugh, that was my first guess. You put the different I shades promise. of makeup on different skins so people see what it looks like on their skin. Knew it. Awesome. And her dumbass swatched the dark shades on her white ass skin. And everybody was like, why would you do this? <laughs> I don't get it, bitch. Those colors are clearly not for a white woman. Why wouldn't you swatch, swatch, shush the... I can't even tell. Why wouldn't you shush, shush, shush? You should have just swatched those on a darker girl. Like, not even necessarily dark skin, but just somebody who is not white as fuck. Chloe owns too. I don't... Oh, my God. Identical ones. Swatch them on North, even. But what the fuck are you doing, Kim? Whatever. Her swatches were terrible, and it made her shit look really cheap, which it looked anyway. Like, the remember that... What was that first makeup line they had called? Chroma? That yeah. sounds familiar. I think it was called Chroma, and it was her and Courtney and Chloe. And they had a makeup line together, and that also looked cheap and garbage. So I wasn't surprised that Kim's also looks like trash. What? Here's the thing. I don't really... I don't know much of anything about makeup. I promise you, I just figured out what a highlighter is a couple months ago. You ain't seen these bitches walking around glittering? Well, now I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always seen that. I just didn't know why it was happening or that it was like a, a specific thing you yeah. buy to do that. Yeah. But I've seen those glittery ass, you know, like, yes. Bitches just walk around shimmering. I just didn't know how you do that. It's like, oh, yeah, you look like a, a holographic Pokemon. Like, I love it. A you rare are, card. You're actually glowing from every angle, bitch. Amazing. Impressive. Fresh out the pack. But I still knew enough 
about Jeffree Star to know that he ain't shit. So right. I... I'm just, my only thing is I'm confused as to how Kim Kardashian, who of course apologized like 12 hours later of if that. Um, hey guys, I just <laughs> I just wanted to take the time to say that I'm really sorry and I just feel really naive and I was just speaking about something that I didn't know enough about and you guys I'm from the bottom of my heart I'm really sorry you sound just like her I'm like nasal and the valley girl at the same time y'all aren't tired of apologizing for shit like aren't you exhausted with having to say you're sorry sweetheart how do I someone who is ignorant to the makeup game know all of this, yet you, who mm. sells makeup yeah. very quickly, mm-hmm. who wears makeup very often, yes. like who needs it quite desperately, who surrounds your, like you're in that industry. How have you never picked up on any of this? I'm and furthermore, watching what? Furthermore, if you see that this nigga is being called out for being a racist and a horrible person. Why wouldn't you, as a mom of two black kids, mm-hmm. married to look a black it up, man. married to, I mean, well, I give up there, oh, but the kid, children are innocent. You right. know what I'm saying? But true. how do you not, at the very least, that same device that you're using to tell all these people how they should feel, mm-hmm. you could have used that same thing and that same amount of time to yep. look up all of the reasons why they never will. You know what I saying? guarantee you, your fans have been telling you from day one not to fuck with Jeffree Star and here's why. I promise you that. Like, okay, so the other day, Cardi B was getting dragged on Twitter uh, briefly because somebody pulled up some old tweets where she was calling girls roaches and was saying that she, you know, hates dark-skinned women because she referred to them as roaches. And she also used a transphobic slur one time. And so now that Bodak Yellow is doing well, they are doing what a lot of people have been doing to celebrities, which is pulling up old tweets. Yeah, you can't you can't pop without somebody finding your old tweets. I mean, it's gonna happen when you're doing real, real well. And I just want to say that I think that that shit is corny. I hate it. Like it's just lame. You know what I'm saying? Every one thing, if you know, Cardi B was just walking around being awful all of the time. She claimed that she didn't know that that slur was a slur when she used it. I'm inclined to believe her. I didn't even know it was a slur until some years ago. And I know several people who have gotten in trouble for it and stopped using it after mm-hmm. they find out. Yeah. Cardi B don't seem like she's that uh, Progressive. T- thank you. <laughs> so, you know, I'm inclined to believe her. She says she apologized for that. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you don't support her anymore because of that, I feel like that's fair. If you do, that's I feel like right. that's fair too. You know what I'm saying? The difference between these things to me though is that Jeffree Star, you know, first of all, he put out some video on YouTube called Racism with a period after oh, it. No. In all caps. White should never. It was like a 15 minute video about him, you know, trying to apologize and make up for, you know, those videos and say it was 12 years ago and all of this other stuff. Interestingly enough, the video came out like a day or so before this makeup launch that he attended for Kim Kardashian, mm, his new BFF. Of so, of course, he knows. And he really didn't even start showing any of that fake remorse until he started doing well in the makeup world. Right. Because 
It's not just some shit from 12 years ago I've seen Jeffree Star get in trouble for. Jeffree Star has gotten into it with other makeup, like yeah. black women in mm-hmm. makeup on YouTube. Yep. Black women who sell cosmetics. He's tried them. He's like tried to fuck them over, sabotage their business. Like Jeffree Star has been a dick recently right. and a racist recently, right. unapologetically about it. Mm-hmm. So you just can't really equate the two to me. But... I just think it's really ridiculous that you would get on the whole ass internet with two black ass babies and be telling people, oh, well, give him a chance. And then the apology was, I was really just trying to say that, you know, I I, tr- I like positivity and I was seeing so much negativity on my page and all this other oh stuff. So why didn't you just say that? Well, bitch, first of all, racism is negative. Fuck do you mean? In what, in what nice way are people supposed to tell you about Jeffree Star? Like, is there a positive way to be like, hey, girl, this man that you're endorsing and want to, like, come help you rep your product is an absolute shitbag. Like, in what way are people supposed to position that as, like, a nice or a positive thing? I mean, I don't know what was said to her. Like, I don't didn't see any of the actual comments. But my thing is, what you claim made you say what you said is completely different than what you actually said. Right. Because you're trying to tell people to get off his ass and give him a chance and all this other stuff. And then you're claiming, well, they, I just really hate negativity. <laughs> like, girl, okay, girl, what? What? What are you talking about? You're doing the exact same thing that he does, which is, you know, you got to sell shit and you know that you got this, that, and a third. You know, mm-hmm. you're trying to hawk off to people for however many hundreds of dollars. And motherfuckers ain't going to be spending that much money if you're out here caping for a known racist. Right. Uh, I mean, and your makeup is ashy and garbage. <laughs> There's also I mean, that. it still sells, doesn't it? Like, I mean, she's not ever going to be short of money. That's not that's not ever going to be the case. I just, but. again, I don't know shit about what is a good anything. Like, I don't really know. I mean, if you wear into makeup and it looks trash on your face, I could probably tell yeah, that but it does. All of the but, promotional stuff she's done for this palette or whatever it is, I've never seen any of it look like... Like something I would want to go out and purchase. I absolutely believe you. I'm sure that she only sells these things out because she's Kim Kardashian and people just buy it for that reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no doubt that it's trash. In fact, I even believe I remember hearing about Jeffree Star trashing Kylie's lip gloss and saying that it was cheap and taking it out and being like, this brush is It probably was. Didn't she get it off AliExpress and put her fucking label on it? Yeah, it probably was. But again, it just all comes right back around to why did this even happen, Kim? If people were telling you that right. this motherfucker is racist, you should have been like, well, that's that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Guess I won't be seeing that pale bitch again. That should have just been the end of it. Past you doing business, just... But then again, she did say, you know, I'm going to pick out my stroller based on the <laughs> variation of skin tone that my baby is. <laughs> Scott's like, bitch, your baby's gonna be black. It depends, you know, like, I don't know what... what. He's looking like, uh. I don't know what the skin tone is gonna be. I want to make sure that it's good for the skin tone. And Scott was like, your kid's gonna be black. I mean, but bitch, it's a and regular beige-ass stroller. It'll what? be a variation of a skin tone. A variation of a black skin tone. <laughs> he was looking at her like, you seem to think your baby won't be black. <laughs> And she's asking him to, like, take a picture. I just saw that clip today, too. It was crazy. She was asking him to take a picture or something. He's dead ass looking at her like, bitch. <laughs> he made this, this face of her like, you you do know that it's, the, this is going to be a black baby, I mean, right? Kanye is a whole nigger girl. <laughs> I don't understand. Jeffree Star can fuck up 
And if he's genuine in his apologies, then he can change and do better. I'm not saying racists can't ever do better. But first of all, he's never done anything to make me feel like he is ever. truly not racist ever. anymore. Nothing about his behavior says he's changed. Secondly, black women and anybody else he's hurt have the right to be like, I don't give a fuck if he changed. 1000%. I'm not fucking with him. And Hello. And that goes for anybody. That goes for Cardi B and using transphobic language. That goes for SZA and whatever Absolutely. y'all mad at SZA about for. If you want to be mad at somebody for shit they used to say you have that right look i still don't buy tommy hilfiger never have never will i mean <laughs> like there you go and i know it's plenty of niggas are trying to bring 90s, it back but it works you know it works like people have the right to say i don't fuck with that person for whatever reason but if you are genuine in doing better or being better then you have to take that l and say i deserve that and i still want to be better because that is i truly don't feel that hateful dumb way anymore that is how you know a person is really an ally and has really changed and really cares about not being a dickhead as opposed to somebody who's just apologizing so y'all will leave him alone and still buy his shitty ass makeup. Which is exactly what Jeffree Star is. Absolutely. And Kim Kardashian does not get to swoop in like some white ass Captain Save a talking about, well, girls, don't be mad. This is just all so negative. And I like positive words. And I used to do porn with Ray J, and it's the same thing. So don't bring up his past, because I don't like it when people bring up mine. Girl, you letting Ray J ram you on camera has nothing to do with this nigga. And all of the race, like you Google. Jeffree Star Kat Von D or Jeffree Star Racism and you will find page after page after page of receipts. It's all right there on the Google machine. So you don't get to, it doesn't make any sense. Like I guess eventually you figure it out for you to swoop in and be like, oh no, forgive Jeffree. It's not that big of a deal. Like that's not your fucking place, white bitch. He wasn't attacking you. He wasn't talking about you and your people. So stay in your goddamn lane. But I guess she had to wait for her black friend to text her like, no, girl. Or maybe it was Chrissy Teigen. I feel like Chrissy Teigen is Kim Kardashian's lifeline in a way. Like, I feel like she gets her together every now and then. I'm not holding my breath on that. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe Chrissy's like, mm. I'm going to leave that alone. I don't but believe somebody, that she has any. Somebody has to be able to get through to Kim because what she came back and said made a lot more sense, except she tried to justify it as just being naive about race issues, which is fucking ridiculous because you are 36 years old, married to a black man with two half black children, and you have talked about experiencing racism through Kanye and through North several times over the past few years. Why people don't know what racism is? Okay, but you swore you knew it when you and Kanye got together and white people called you a nigger lover. And you swore you knew it when some white woman called North a nigger or whatever on an airplane. And there's been like three or four other incidents where it's been like, oh, my goodness, I couldn't believe that people really feel this way. And they're just so racist. And oh, my God. Like, so how is it that racist things have happened to you through the black people in your life, yet you've never decided to actually sit down and pay attention to what, what the fuck is going on and read more about it and educate yourself? Because there's so many greater, more important things. learn how to swatch so i mean so then you sound stupid and everybody who follows you on instagram and all your fans on twitter and everything and especially bitch this is right after charlottesville you decided to cape for a known racist right after the kkk did a demonstration in fucking virginia and murdered a woman are you kidding me like her timing could not be worse it couldn't but kim kardashian probably heard about charlottesville she's never been a smart girl probably heard about Charlottesville and was like oh my gosh that pig and spider were the best friends <laughs> makes me so sad Wilbur was my favorite I love them <laughs> 
so much. Can like, you believe Pop wanted to slaughter him? Bible? <laughs> my heart? Like, must go on. Girl, get off the internet. Oh, fuck Take her. Take a break. I be wanted, like, I be wanting to feel indifferent about Kim Kardashian and the rest so of them bad. so bad. Like, so bad. if you're gonna be around, I just, at, at the very least, I would like to have no feelings about you at all because you're not doing anything. I was actually really appreciative of the fact that after that robbery, you know, she went into hiding and yeah, she's like, we just went time. and got a cottage. Yeah. And we, you know, like... She Use braided her hair up and she and was Kim plain and tall. Living and off the fat just, of the land and she just <laughs> stayed off of the internet. And she just wore burlap sacks and stayed at home. So peaceful. But that was a nice time. Here we are again with the foolishness, sweetheart. Back at it. And the fact that you're married to this whole ass used to be militant about the right things, yeah, black man, and still don't even have, you know what I mean? Like, I can't even say, like, I feel like Kanye was like, babe. What? No. Here are the reasons why. I mean, Kanye put the Confederate flag on his merch. He probably don't give a fuck at all what Kim said. And that makes me worry for North and Saint, because who are the real niggas around them? Beyonce not going over there. So, they gonna grow up to be Kardashians. So, God bless North and Saint. They gonna be getting cussed out for being problematic. At least they won't be hungry. They'll be hun- they won't be hungry. They'll have people that love them. And hopefully um, they won't be in the news saying a whole bunch of ignorant shit, you know, all I mean, the time. hopefully I not. Just, this isn't even about her kids. This is about her. It's about her kids because I would think that because you went on your little website and wrote out these posts about how you couldn't believe America's so racist and people said this and that about you and your husband and your daughter that you would have. It's my fault, actually, for assuming that you would have gone through those experiences and been like, huh, I know I'm white as fuck, but maybe I should learn oh, I about what it means to be a person had, of I color. If happen. not for Kanye, then for your fucking babies? Really? At no point? None of them care about this All shit. Right. They care about, like Irv Gotti said, this thing called hip-hop. And uh, they really, you know, they love getting digged down by niggas. They love being able to go to hood shit. Hip hop culture has always been one of the most influential cultures mm-hmm. in the world. It's lit. It's everything. They love it. They want to be a part of it. They want hood passes. They don't want to go to the country club but all their the fucking time. Great. But, but they also don't. They're the type of white people who want that hood pass, but they don't want to learn anything about. Yeah. the hood or, or even go to or, the hood to pick it up right so <laughs> drop it off in calabasas it's like when these types of things come about it's best for you to just shut the fuck up you know what i'm saying and do your but even if you're not going to learn anything if you are really just dead set on being ignorant then you could just be quiet you know that works as well but you definitely can't be a full-ass white woman on anybody's internet telling negroes that the person that you just met like right. the per- that you don't even know like that mm-hmm. deserves a second chance because you're kim kardashian and you say so like and what then you stuck up for him and didn't know the whole story then why the fuck then why did you, did you stick up for him God like what it, kim what that doesn't make anybody that what anyway (laughs) so sick of her that's it for uh hot tops six ed worlds what the fuck is going on in barbecue chip presidency (laughs) world today all right and we'll take a break and be right back 
When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my, for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, we're back, and it's time for listener letters. It is. Send your questions to askthereed at gmail.com. We just may read them aloud on the show. Let's see here. Hmm, Here's a gross sex question. This one comes from Melania. That's the name she asked us to give her. Mm-hmm. And she said, my sister's husband's cousin. Oh, my God. Let me just think about that for a second. Okay. My sister's husband's cousin and I had sex after a year of flirting. And the sex was great until he was about to come. He pulled the condom off and came on me, then immediately licked it off. At that point, I was in shock. I got up to go to the bathroom. He says, no, just lay here for a minute. I said I needed to clean up. And he said that he hates when people think they have to do that immediately after sex. After I left, I did my Googles and found that some people do lick their own cum, but it's something that their partner typically knows about in advance. He and I have talked since, and he's pretty much stuck in his ways and also wants to go even further in our sexual encounters by tying me up and said he has some surprises for me. At this point, I'm thinking it's a no from me, but my question is, I wanted to use this dude for my whole phase, but we can't seem to agree on common sex practices. Is it possible to salvage this, or should I just abort the mission? God bless. Hmm. Stop having sex with this man, sweetheart. Like, what are you even talking about? You're, what? He's not your man. Yeah, there's a million people out here you could have a whole phase with. 
Uh, it doesn't sound like you are interested in having him as your man. It sounds to me like this is just a physical thing and you're enjoying it being simply a physical thing. Um, but it also sounds like you're not sexually compatible. Um, mm-hmm. So you could just stop because eventually he's going to want to tie you up. And it I mean, sounds like you, you don't want to so maybe you could just cut your losses at this point and go find somebody else to give some ass to because seems like you guys you know get towards the end of things and that's when the train gets derailed so yeah or maybe you know i mean maybe next time he's gonna come somewhere that you're super uncomfortable with like on your cheek or something and then lick it off and you're gonna be disgusted (laughs) and like even more disturbed than you were previously. Also, but I don't know. I kind of I didn't know that straight men do that. I mean, I'm not really surprised. Well, I didn't know gay think... men do that. <laughs> now that you said it like that, I didn't. I mean, know gay well, men I feel like that would make more sense, would it not? Um, well, I don't, I I'm trying to imagine eating your own ejaculate anyway. Like, why would you do that? So am I. Why would you consume that product? It just kind of blows my mind. But if you're not comfortable, girl, just end it now. Like, I don't there's nothing we can say that's going to make you feel more comfortable with that man in the way that he likes to have sex. I don't think he violated you or anything because, I mean, it's, yeah, own, no. it's his own you know, come that he was fucking around with, but and he could have just left cool it there and got up and well. So. I mean, and and clearly, eventually, you did anyway. So all you have to do is not go back over there. There's a thousand billion trillion niggas out here for you to go have a whole face with. So to be caught up on this one is just ridiculous. You don't like the way he fucked, and that's fine. Just go on and find you somebody else. So our next question comes from Mick. Who says, two months ago, I moved to California for a job at a boarding school. Quickly, I realized that these people did not have their shit together. He goes on to talk about how racist and ridiculous they were and says, I had enough of their bullshit and put in my notice. During the two weeks after that, things got dangerous, including rich white boys punching holes in the walls and throwing chairs over the balconies. There was also a situation with a co-worker that became unsafe and the police had to become involved. I've never felt so unsafe in my life and I knew right then that I made the correct decision to resign resign i accepted my defeat and headed back towards my home state of virginia on the way home i flipped on the news and saw that my hometown charlottesville was in full riot mode i was in i was reduced to tears charlottesville is where my closest friends are and most of the white folks there are pretty woke most of the hatred was brought into the city by people who don't even live there however i'm not a dummy i know that virginia is still is still the south I feel like I'm leaving one unsafe environment to go back to a different one. What do I do? Do I park my car in a random city on the way home and try to make a life there? I'm also broke. Has God forsaken me? LOL. P.S. The only saving grace at this point has been that I'm listening to the read from the very beginning as I drive across the country. It's amazing to hear how far you two have come. Love you guys. Thanks, Mick. I mean... I can identify with turning on the news and seeing your city in the middle of some stupid shit that has to do with race. Yes. <laughs> because Tulsa. So <laughs> I understand that. Um, and it can really feel disappointing to go all the way out to somewhere like California where you think, oh, blue state, you know, people won't be such shitheads. And then realize that you run, run into the same racism everywhere. So then you come home like, fuck that, and realize that home is just like a hotbed of racism also. But this is just kind of the paradox of being black. And one of the things that is so frustrating 
about being black in America is that there's really nowhere you can go to have this sense of safety or just like, I don't have to worry about race. I don't have to worry about whether people are frightened by my blackness or intimidated by it. I don't have to worry about whether it's going to be a factor in getting a job or housing or, you know, just on the streets driving with police officers around. There's nowhere in America or really probably the globe (laughs) That you can go to be safe from racism. So I understand the dilemma here. I just want you to know that, I don't know, it's, I don't know, because it's really, it's it's being caught between a rock and a hard place as far as one trash situation and another. And the only difference is that you know one of those locations better than you do the other one. That's really it. So... All you can do at this point is live. Like, that's really it. It don't even... You're not going to go anywhere, really, in this country as a Black person and not have moments where you are reminded that racism is around you. It just... It it exists. It's awful. We hate it. We're trying to do the best we can to make a difference out here and stuff, but... I mean, look at the president. He's not making it no easier. He's making it far worse because now racists feel empowered and they feel strong enough to you know go out with these fucking torches and whatever the fuck else and act the fool because they know that the president will cape for them right so really there's not you could stop at a random town and it may be worse you know what i'm saying you know like you just got to go to the best place for you in your situation right now and do your best to make it work. And I encourage you not to live your life in fear because that's truly what those people, like that's what those people want from us. They want for us to feel weak and helpless and afraid. Um, They want us to feel defenseless and we're not any of those things. Mm -hmm. So you just got to go and do your shit, really, honestly, because the thing about racism is... As long as white people want to keep it up is as long as we're going to keep our feet on their necks and reminding them that they can't, you know, like I don't the whole uh, stop talking about racism thing and all of that, which is so delicious at this moment because (laughs) it's like, are y'all serious? We're just, you know, hanging out, minding our business, and all of your fucking cousins and coworkers are out here looking like the back of a Hawaiian punch can. And they're like, <laughs> go back to Africa, niggers, hating people and all kinds of madness. Like, so, you know, the excuses at this point are running really cold. And the fact that Donald Trump is not only about all of this but he's really really terrible at expressing himself it's like they don't even have uh they don't even have a president or anyone in this leadership really who can finesse their way through the racism and really it's like he is so bad at being a racist um so yeah man all you can do at this point is live your life and pray and hope that things you know make a change for the better do your little part um mm-hmm. 
But there ain't really much of a place. There's no way you're going to go in this country and people no. aren't wilding out. It could be really, really explicit and awful like the shit that happened in Charlottesville. Or it could be one co-worker that you have every time you go to work and you got to deal with their shit. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be the way, you know, it could be you driving out on the street and dealing with people. It could be you going to a grocery store and dealing with eyes on you or whatever. It, it's everywhere. So. Yeah. Because if it's not outright racism, then it's white people at work joking about, oh, I should get a tiki torch and go to Charlottesville. Ha ha ha. Those Black Lives Matter guys have gone too far or whatever. Like, white people feel very comfortable making shitty racist jokes. And they know that there's nothing that most of us can say about it if we want to keep our jobs. And and people are really stuck in that way because, shit, you need money to survive in this society. So it's kind of like sucking it up and dealing with the trauma of racism no matter where you are i understand i feel like if i was in your situation i would rather deal with the racism at home the the racist that i know honestly i'm very comfortable in the southwest and oklahoma and texas um particularly because i know how to deal with them white folks out there i've been around them white people all my life i know how to keep them comfortable and and make sure that they you know chill the fuck out when they around me so i get you know, probably just sticking with the enemy that you know better than the one you don't. Unless, of course, there's some amazing opportunity to take you elsewhere. But it's going to be shit that you have to deal with as far as whiteness and patriarchy is concerned all over this fucking globe. So, yeah, if I were you, I would probably just go back home and try to make the best out of the situation until I could get out or find. I don't know. I hate stuff like this because it's like this is what we deal with for real. Like, what do you tell people? When it's, oh, I went to California for a great job and then I ended up facing so much racism that I had to come home. But on my way home, it was like, oh, hey, race riot in my town. Like, yeah, girl. I mean, welcome to America. Honestly, that's really it. Like, this is what we this is where we are. And white people have elected this motherfucker to make them feel like the things that they say and feel are valid and should be expressed and and that they are really losing somehow their place in society. So best of luck to you. Um, Let us know how it goes uh, when you get back home and stay safe out there. Our next question comes from Anna, who says week after week, I listened to y'all telling everybody to break up with a nigga. And week after week, I played around like y'all wasn't talking to me, even though more than a couple of listening letters have hit close to home. After a little more than two years, I finally broke up with my boyfriend. The relationship has been trashed since February, and despite me fighting and working like hell, he checked out and gave up. I know y'all are like, okay, cool, great, but here's the rub. We still live together. Of course you do. Of course y'all do. Y'all probably live in New York, where you cannot break up if you both on the same lease. Fuck that. Um, let's see. We have broken up and gotten back together more times than I can count. Because he is not ready to move out and I'm not ready to let him go. Yes, both of our names are on the lease, of course. Our lease will be ending in two weeks and part of me is relieved. But part of me is in deep despair because he's still one of my best friends. I'm guilty of being one of those girls who goes ghost when she has a man. How do I go back to doing me when I spent so much time and energy on doing him? Will my neglected friends take me back? Please don't drag me too much. I'm already sitting around drinking brown liquor and listening to Jasmine Sullivan. Thanks, Anna, a.k.a. I'm still using his Hulu. <laughs> Hulu is like $9. It's, it's really $10.99 a month. <laughs> but you know, I mean, she doesn't, I don't think she said, oh no, two years. They've been together two years. Yeah. 
That's real. You can develop some substantial feelings for a person in that period of time and feel like you just can't let it go. But let's see. So how do I go back to doing me when I spent so much time and energy on him? Will my neglected friends take me back? I can't speak for your friends. I, I was will say that too. I will. I would. I'll say. Not if you just went totally ghost, like I ain't talked to you at all over the past two years, and it would be like, oh, bitch, I thought you died. But if you've just been shitty about keeping in touch, but been like, oh, girl, you know how it is, busy with Bay or whatever, I get that. And I'm not the type to be like, oh, I'm going to hold that against you forever, and, and you can never be better. I'm just going to assume in your next relationship, you know not to let your friends go by the fucking wayside just because you got some dick in home now on a regular basis. Right. So, but how do you go back to doing yourself when you're so used to being part of a couple? Do you have any advice? No, I don't feel like there. I mean, uh, I'm just so tired today. I'm really sorry because I want to say get over it. And you already talking about you at home listening to a reality show, Lion Tigers, or whatever the fuck it is you're at home listening to. But sweetheart, you're going to have to really like, if this is what you want to do, which it sounds like you don't, but if it is what you want to do, then you have to fucking do it. Figure out whatever it was, whoever you were before you were with this nigga two years ago is not that long ago. So refresh your motherfucking memory. Find some stuff that you can do by your damn self go ahead and talk to reach out to those friends if they will take you back congratulations you've got you know some allies and you got some people who can hopefully help you you know distract from the fact that you know you're single now you're not with this nigga go date go to the club go do little things you know what i'm saying without him because what it feels like to me is that you are hoping that someone is going to make you feel all right with the fact that you want to be with this nigga that you know you're not supposed to be with and i'm not gonna do that shit today because i'm not in the mood so like two weeks is not a very long time get to packing or tell that nigga to get to packing one of y'all i mean or both of y'all can pack i don't care yeah but maybe both of y'all have to leave maybe neither one of y'all can afford the rent by yourself neither one of you needs to be living together anymore you don't need to be speaking to each other you don't need to be friends with that nigga none of that shit we talked about this on a recent episode so y'all niggas ain't friends you were together you were in a relationship you are no longer in a relationship that is dead it is over it is going it is moving on in the future possibly the stars will, will align and you will bump into that nigga at Kroger or somewhere and be like hey you look nice they faded you up real good that, that's great you alright your mama good well it was so nice to see you yes I am still on Instagram alright you be blessed and you go on about your life and you'll feel you know whole about that mm-hmm. whole situation but I'm not gonna like how do I figure out how to go back to being me? You're going to have to. You're just yeah. going to have to figure it out. You could, like, break up with him and leave and figure it out day by day, mm-hmm. cry a bit, have some ice cream or whatever. But you also, I'm assuming, are going to have to figure out how to pay that motherfucking rent on the first of every month because you know what you're the, your, your tenant, not your tenants. Your lease? Your, your landlord? You know what your landlord Lisa's don't give a fuck about? Your no man, heartbreak. your ex, your the your matters of the heart, your romance. That. They don't give a fuck about any of that. Nope. So you are going to have to piece your shit together regardless yes. of all of your little feelings at the moment. I'm sorry. I've been there. I get it. It sucks. But you'll figure it out. You're just going to have to try, but you don't want to try. Mm-hmm. You want to stay in the same apartment with that nigga because you love the nigga and you still got feelings for the nigga even though you know, you're you not supposed to be Hulu. with him anymore. Right. You want the Hulu so you can watch whatever they just added the first oh, two seasons. Man. the power whatever like i get it but right 
break away. It's over, girl. Let that shit be done. Somebody else will be right around the corner eventually waiting to ruin your life and get on your goddamn nerves. And that feels really harsh, but it's also the truth. Like, you do have to just get over it. You don't have any choice but to keep going. And... The only thing I'll add on to what Kid Fury said is that it's a lot easier to move on when you don't see the person every day, when you're not sharing a home with them, when y'all are not texting or calling or tweeting each other or Instagram DMing or whatever the fuck you niggas do these days. It's much easier to get over somebody when you're not in constant contact. So it makes sense that your emotions are all jumbled up and kind of crazy right now because you still go home every day and see him and all of his shit in your house. You're going to do a lot better with healing and moving on at the end of the month when the lease is over and both y'all have moved out and you go rent a room somewhere or find a roommate and you just get the chance to start over like look look forward to the chance of being in something new and fresh even if you're in something new and fresh by your damn self you should never even be in a relationship with somebody and 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 so in love that you don't even know who you are by yourself that should never happen you should be like if you break up with somebody this is the thing okay mm-hmm. here's some compassion <laughs> you found some <laughs> Rather than worrying about not knowing what you're going to do or what your life is about to be, get to know yourself again. Start over, get to know yourself again, get acquainted with that and build up that confidence and that self-love that you need so that when these things happen, like you should be so confident in yourself. A nigga is supposed to be a compliment of you. Like he's supposed to compliment the fact that you are already lit. That's what that is Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So you should never be so like attached to your mate that without them, it would just be like, what is my life now? Like I get that because when you're with someone for so long and and they're gone you are going to have to adjust to being single and remembering what all of that is and stuff like that but it shouldn't be to the point where it's just like girl I don't even know what the fuck I'm about to do I can tell you go to work (laughs) every day you're going to get up and turn that alarm off and go get on the train like the rest of us and go to work because you do what the fuck you have to heartbroken and all so have your sad moments you know have your times when you sit at home and listen to Jasmine Sullivan and get drunk and cry and text your friends and smoke weed or do whatever you have to sit in your sadness but deal with it and then move on with your life our last question comes from Gilly who says dear Crystal and Kid Fury about five months ago I met an amazing guy he's very kind thoughtful and generous During our first day, he opened up with struggling with depression. He said he was in recovery and is doing much better. As time went on, everything seemed normal, but every now and then he would cancel plans saying he was feeling down. I understood, so it wasn't a big deal, but the other day he canceled our plans again saying he's getting more depressed. I really care for him, but I can't afford to be sucked into someone else's depression, especially since it's only been five months. I've been in a relationship before that was isolating and cold, and I'm not going through that again. Should I wait around to see if he feels better, help him, or just tell him that I can't get involved? The latter option feels terrible because I don't want to just leave him alone, especially since he's expressed strong feelings for me. But I'm in a good place in my life, and I can't afford to be depressed again. I struggled with it in the past and have been doing well for four years. If I do leave, how do I say it without making it worse? I've never met anyone that I have this much in common with, treats me so well, and is this honest and open, so I'm conflicted. Please help. Signed, Gilly. 
Well, girl, I'll say this. I've been in the same situation as far as dating concern is concerned, where I've struggled with depression and had to see um, a, a psychologist and was on meds and went through like really intense therapy and finally came out of that. And it's true that being around people who are also depressed can affect your mood if you're that type of person, if you're that type of person who is easily affected by you know other people and the stuff that they're going through then it's true that being around somebody who is depressed like that can put you in a really fucked up state and above all you have to take care of yourself so I would say you know since he's been breaking off plans with you lately I would kind of stick to myself and try to come up with a game plan like you know I want to I care about this person so I want to show empathy and be here for him but at the same time I have to take care of myself and you decide where that line is drawn in the sand for you like where do you feel comfortable extending yourself and your friendship and your love and your openness and your heart or whatever else to this man and where do you have to cut it off in order to preserve your own emotions and your own feelings and your own well-being. So I would say determine that for yourself and then have a conversation with him about it. Maybe he feels like, you know, he can't be in a relationship right now. He doesn't know how to say that or he doesn't want to hurt your feelings because the depression is too much and he needs to focus on that. Or maybe he has other stuff going on in his life and, you know, trying to devote a bunch of energy to a relationship is just not a good idea for him right now. Or maybe he, you know, is looking for therapy and wants you to just kind of stick it out with him over the next few weeks while he gets things straightened out. I really don't know. But I think it's a matter of deciding what you're cool with and then talking to him and and seeing if you two are even on the same page as far as like proceeding with a relationship. But I do understand the hesitation with wanting to get involved with somebody when you don't know how that person is going to affect your moods or your mental health. It's a real thing to to be concerned about. And you're not wrong for for having that question. So I don't know, Kid Fury, what do you think? Do you I agree with everything you just said? Yeah, couldn't have worded it better myself. Yeah, it's, it's like you just hmm, you you want to be empathetic. You want to be a good person. You want to care about other people and you should, but you do have to take care of yourself. So have the conversation with him. Let us know how it goes. If you have a question, send it to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll take a break. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. 
All right, so we're back, and it is time for the read. It is. Okay, so I just wanted to say very quickly to Lady Gaga. um, Oh, Lord. She tweeted uh, yesterday the following. For the black community, tell us ways the non-racist white community who loves you can do better to help influence the country. Hashtag how do we do better. Um... All I really want to say to this is uh, Lady Gaga, first of all, I found it kind of funny that she was the one who tweeted this since she's always standing behind some podium in a pantsuit and, you know, raging against the machine or whatever. Right. Um, so I was a bit confused. You know, on one end, uh, it's nice that a non-racist white person. Uh, if you say so is taking the effort to have this conversation or open it or whatever. But the thing that annoys me about this is this is exactly what the fuck we do all of the time. Like when you go out to these marches, these rallies, these protests for black lives matter, not only are there black people out there saying what you can do, giving you the tools right there with their mouths. They've got poster board, cardboard, all kinds of things with the messages written on them. There are photographs of this. There are people like myself who have gone to many of these marches and protests and have heard it, shouted it ourselves. Like, the black community has done plenty in terms of, 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 of fighting for ourselves, fighting for y'all, and telling you how to do better. Mm-hmm. And how to help influence the country in a better way. So this was just kind of annoying to me because it's like this this is a huge part of the problem. Y'all don't listen to anything that we say, you know, and we have to watch rally after rally, march after march, protest after protest, where we are simply fighting for equality and fighting for freedom and for respect. We have to see all of these honkies down in Charlottesville walking around with their fucking torches in their entitled-ass white crisp faces talking about, you know, spewing hatred. Hatred. And then have... People like Donnie and everybody else who is anti-black mm-hmm. basically equate the two. Talking about there are fine people on both sides and everybody. No, 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 no. They could not be further apart. Like the the purpose behind uh, people who support Black Lives Matter and people who fight for that are completely different. Like, that is a completely different thing than the bullshit that took place in Charlottesville. So, we know that that's how white people like to do, and we, you know, will fight and watch y'all twist it around and make it something heinous and act like, you know, Black Lives Matter is a gang, and, you know, they're, what I guess we're trying to turn the country into Wakanda and kick all the white people out and make spaceships <laughs> without them. I don't know what it is that y'all think, but um, black people are not your professors. You know what I'm saying? We're not like your, I mean, yes, plenty of black people teach, but like, (laughs) it is not, 
the average black person's job to be a resource uh, for you when it comes to doing the right thing. Like we're not, it's not our jobs to guide y'all. This is why regular ass, you know, Tanya has to deal with all these bitches coming up to her at her desk at work and having these questions and like Tanya just wants to clock out. You know what I'm saying? Like we like we have been doing plenty of this fighting. We have been having tons of these conversations we've been begging y'all basically our parents have grandparents great grandparents and we've had to deal with being ignored and ignored and ignored time and time again what y'all need to do what you can do to to create change and and influence the country is stop looking to us to do things that you know we cannot do we this you even asking us this question shows right now how little white Americans, white yep. people value what the fuck it is we're saying when we're basically asking for you to stop killing us for no motherfucking reason. Stop, you know, slaughtering our fucking children. Stop harassing the fuck out of us. Give us the same ass rights and respect that everybody else who lives in this country and pays their taxes get. That's it. That's it. And we have to watch people villainize and demonize us when all we're trying to do is live. So what you can do is hold yourselves accountable. Hold your 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 raggedy ass mamas and daddies accountable. Your little racist ass, entitled, privileged ass brothers and sisters, your cousins, your best friends, your boyfriends, your girlfriends. When you see this this bullshit happening and you know you do. Because you see it every day. We do. So I know y'all do. Because loads of what we see the motherfuckers who are bold enough to do it right in front of our face, whether they know they're being racist or not. But I know y'all motherfuckers have them in your families at Christmas, at Thanksgiving, at the whatever reunions, if y'all do that. And... Whatever. And you listen to all the bullshit that they're saying and why they voted for Trump and all of this stuff and you don't say anything to us. They don't care about how we feel. Mm -hmm. They do not listen to what it is that we're saying because you ain't even listening and you claim to care. We can't do shit. We are powerless in this situation because that's what white people want for us to be is powerless. So... Rally together with your white people, what you should have been doing is saying, hey, fellow non-racist white people, let's start having some conversations about things that we can do to make this country a better place because we are the ones with the privilege and the power and we are the ones who can use that privilege and power to actually affect change or make change, bring about a better, you know, fucking society. Because Negroes, the best that we can do is go to work and make it home alive and take care of our kids. Like, that's... Hopefully, we can do that. But actually bringing about change in the world and be, like... Good luck. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's it's just not going to happen. So, I just found it kind of offensive. I'm sure her heart was in the right place. Um, And if... People had some really meaningful conversations that day and learned some things. God bless. That's great. Hopefully it could be a step forward into wherever the fuck it is that they think they're going. But I just don't feel like we need to be the ones who are always teaching you how to end the bullshit that you created. Like yeah. you made it. Figure it out. 
period. But as long as the stuff, this type of shit is going on, you're going to hear about it. So stop trying to tell people that we need to, you know, that racism doesn't exist and racism only happens when people talk about it. Like you hear your friends and coworkers and people say this stuff all the time and you don't say shit about it. And then you want to come and ask us, well, well, well what are some things that we could do? Uh, Listen. Right. I mean, first let your actions speak and not your words. I don't know. Like everything that we've been motherfucking saying and, you know, going down to Dwayne Reed and Walgreens and buying markers and writing that shit on fucking posters and stuff and carrying it around. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. That shit just got on my nerves. So, I mean, no, that's real. And I've been mostly just frustrated and sad since the news out of Charlottesville came out. And it's rare that white people can shake me, you know, at this point to where I, to that white people can have a big enough effect on me for me to really feel something emotionally is rare at this point because I've been dealing with white people's bullshit all my life. But to see this army of overprivileged crackers in their finest boating outfits with their tiki torches lining up to protest some shit. So I'm not even going to go over the whole like background into Charlottesville and all the details of the stories because you could watch the news and Pretty much everybody who puts out a podcast has gone over this in depth and you can listen to all of them. My favorites um, like Pod Save America and Pod Save the People and Angela Rye's podcast and NPR's Code Switch and It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders. All those are really good and they put out really great episodes this week. Another round did a good one, I think, with April Ryan. So there's lots of other places where you can listen for all that. I just want to talk about primarily your president's response to what happened in Charlottesville, because I'm not going to say it was surprising at all, but the fact that anybody can look at a crop of white men who are carrying torches and flying the Nazi flag and doing the Hitler, the little hand sign thing where you reach a hand out. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing, whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't want to say the German phrase because I feel like I'm going to fuck it up and people are going to make fun of me. But, like, niggas are out here blatantly being racist. And your president gets on TV a few different times trying to condemn them but not really talking about there's blame on both sides and you had a group on one side that was very bad and you had a group on the other side that was very violent nobody wants to say it so i'll say it which one is the very bad group versus the very violent one are you really trying to tell us that people who are protesting a bunch of white boys coming into their city who are mad about a statue being taken down that the city council voted to have removed it's not like a bunch of it was just some ragtag group of of crazy Black Lives Matter activists who decided to come in and tear down this statue. The city council decided to do it after a high school student was like, hey, we should take this down. And they renamed the park from Robert E. Lee Park to like Emancipation Park or something like that. So the people of that town decided what they wanted to do. And these white boys felt so threatened that they came in and, and decided to be mad about it. And then the people who said, no, this is what we want. Fuck you. Go home. The fact that you're calling them very bad, either very bad or very violent. I don't know which I don't I don't understand his choice of words here because they don't make any fucking sense. How are they very bad for showing up to counter protest a bunch of strangers coming into their city trying to decide what they can and cannot do with the shit in their public parks? 
How are you bad for that? It doesn't make any sense. And and those are mostly white people. It's mostly white people who showed up to that, which I will say thank God for, because I'm actually very fucking tired of black women and other people of color being expected to shoulder all of the responsibility and all of the fucking pain from going out here and demonstrating. And I appreciate white people who realize, hey, we're not going to get pepper sprayed. We're not going to get hosed down. We're not going to get arrested. So we should be the ones to go out here and protest. I appreciate all of that. But you can't be mad at a group of people who come in and say, hey, you motherfuckers don't. The KKK isn't welcome here. The Nazis aren't welcome here. You want to suck the dick of Robert E. Lee, bitch? You were born in the wrong century. I don't have nothing else for you. This doesn't it defies logic that y'all's president would say some shit like that. And then go on to say, oh, I've condemned neo-Nazis and many other groups, which is a lie. You've basically only condemned anybody extremist who isn't Christian or white and and usually not American. Also, that's usually where you tend, tend to, you know, throw your condemnation around. But then he said, not all of those people were neo-Nazis. Believe me, not all of those people were white supremacists by any stretch. Bruh, bruh. Now... Now, this is the same argument. This is really what I wanted to talk about. White people have been using the not all of us justification for entirely too long. And hopefully now that Donald Trump has used it, y'all can see how fucking foolish it sounds. Because at first it was, well, not all white people are racist. Not all white people are prejudiced. And then it's, well, not all Trump voters feel that way. We don't all hate Mexicans. We don't all want to build a wall. We don't all think black people should automatically go to jail. We don't all think Muslims are terrorists. But you voted for him anyway. So even if you didn't really feel that way, you knew that about him and said that doesn't really upset me all that much. I'm going to just go ahead and cast a vote for this motherfucker anyway. And you did it. And so now he's in office and wrecking all this havoc and making racists who before now only felt comfortable being mildly racist. He has emboldened them and made them feel like they can come out and do whatever the fuck they want to. So these niggas are literally out here with torches ready to burn shit down, running cars into innocent groups of people. We are allowed to peacefully protest. For the president to act like peaceful protesters on the same level as fucking Nazis is absurd and so for y'all to this whole not all of us and we're not all like that you supported him anyway you supported him anyway and now he's up here doing this exact same shit so you don't get to the not all of us argument it don't fly no more that dog won't hunt like my granddaddy used to say it just doesn't make any sense if you weren't a white supremacist what the fuck was you doing with a pack of them if you're not a nazi why was you hanging around with niggas who have swastikas on flags why were you doing that why were you hanging out with people who were doing the hitler salute why were you in a group with people who decided to mow down a group of people who were peacefully and legally protesting which is their right to do why would you even be involved with a bunch of people why would you take time off of work and fly across the country or drive up to participate in that if you weren't truly that thing you are and donald trump is that thing he's always been racist his daddy was a stone cold racist a member of the kkk somebody who was so fucking crazy he managed to get arrested at a kkk rally back in 1926 when wasn't really no rules for even being racist you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted to back then. You had to really be out of pocket to get arrested back then as a white man being associated with a hate group. But Donald Trump's daddy managed to do it. And Donald Trump loves his daddy. He truly feels Donald Trump feels that he is genetically superior to other people. Donald Trump, who lives like a a breathing loaf of of 
of rotting bread truly feels like there is something in his genes that separates him from other people and makes him better and says the most insane racist things. He took out an entire ad against the Central Park Five. He was racist all throughout his campaign. But now that Nazis are rising up and white supremacists, I mean, it's the KKK without the robes. They are right here doing the shit that they were doing blatantly in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And y'all are really still on this not all of us thing. Bitch, it's not enough of y'all who ain't racist for it to count. And that was another part of the argument against Lady Gaga and this whole, oh, no, what can us non-racist whites do? Stop worrying about being considered non-racist and start doing non-racist work. Do that. Start actually working on giving up your privilege. Start talking to the asshole people in your life and try to get them to understand what's wrong with them, because I can say these things and have been saying these things. I haven't expected anything out of white people. I haven't expected white people to do the right thing since Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman when they let George Zimmerman off for killing that baby. I have not expected white people to do the right thing since that day. And I can talk and talk and talk and me and Kip Fury can get on here every week and holler about racism, but it won't do no good because we are in two black queer bodies that the world don't give a fuck about. But your lily white regular ass can repeat the same things we've been saying and white racists will pay attention by virtue of your skin color. So maybe just pick up the torch where we, I mean, we have dropped it off at your fucking doorstep. Pick it up. And say, okay, I'm willing to carry it this distance where y'all can't go. There's only a certain number of people that we can reach. If you are anti-racist and really committed to doing something better, then take up the work that we have been doing. Put yourselves in the line of danger where we have been all this time. Actually do something about it. Because Donald Trump talking about the fake media this and 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 talk calling the le- the alt left and and insinuating that people are that Black Lives Matter, that a group who is concentrated on civil rights and, you know, hey, the police should not just be going around killing black people for any fucking reason, are on the same level as people who feel like white supremacy should be the law of the land. It's not even that they want America to be all white. They just want all of the benefits of America to go only to white people. They don't have no problem with us being slaves or in prison or working for pennies on the dollar and making sure that they stay richer and their kids stay richer and they have every luxury and comfort afforded to them. They don't have no problem with that. They don't mind us being here as long as we don't get too uppity, as long as we don't have too many rights, as long as we don't ever feel ourselves too much. It was fine until there was a black president and fine is in indefinite finger quotes there. But then there was a black president in office for eight years, got a bunch of shit done and y'all are shook and so you elected the absolute worst fucking option and now we all have to deal with the aftermath it's so much shit going on i'm honestly overwhelmed i'm tired just reading the news every day just the fucking headlines it's every other hour with some new shit about donald trump i'm truly weary of it i am i don't know I don't know. I I feel like it's my responsibility to talk about these things. And I want everybody to feel encouraged and empowered to go out there and resist and fight this administration, which is so important. I was out there at the rally when Donald Trump came to New York City down there with the musty ass people protesting because it's important. And it's something that I feel strongly about. But I'm weary 
I'm exhausted at the same fucking time. It's nonstop for us. So please, white people who swear up and down that you ain't racist, please stop saying that you ain't racist and do something about it. That's all I'm fucking asking. Because black people are, we're worn the fuck out. It's y'all's turn to do something. So please do it. And I'm done. All right, so that is this episode of The Read. It is. Make sure you check out thisistheread.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Do we have any news this week? Um, uh, This weekend is the Friend Zone's two anniversary. Their live show will be taking place at the Tishman Auditorium. Um, hosted by myself and Crystal. If you don't have a ticket already, I believe you can still get one at friendzonelive.com. Yes, it will be super fun, and the the ladies from Getting Grown, Jade and Kia, will be here to do the Q&A portion, so come out and hang out with us. We're going to have a good time. Anything else? Also, next week, uh, August 27th, that's a Sunday, I will be in Los Angeles for 305 Live uh, LA, our pool party. It's the first pool party, 305 Live history. So come out. It promises to be a good ghetto time. I'm sure we'll all have a good time together. You can get tickets at fury305.com. That is F-U-R-Y 305.com. Mm-hmm. Grab you a ticket now. Come out and something fun and bright and colorful. And that's about it. Okay, I'm thinking, but I don't think I have any news this week. So do we have an acronym or are we just getting out of here? I'm going home. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. 